Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Laura Grassi and today I'll be talking to you about plasmid incompatibility. To start, let's answer the question, what is plasmid incompatibility? Plasmid incompatibility is usually defined as the failure of two co-resident plasmids to be stably inherited together in the absence of external selection. In simpler terms, if the introduction of a second plasmid negatively affects the inheritance of the first, the two are considered to be incompatible. Plasmids can be seen as selfish entities in evolutionary terms. Having gained territory in a bacterial cell, they will try to prevent any other plasmid co-residing with them. In other words, they want the bacterial cell all for themselves. Plasmid incompatibility is a very effective strategy for protecting territory within the bacterial cell. The number of plasmids in a cell is governed by elements encoded within the origin of replication. It is not possible to maintain two different plasmids that use the same mechanism for replication in a single cell. Therefore, plasmids fall into compatibility groups based on their replication strategy, and you cannot use two plasmids in the same cell system if the plasmids belong to the same compatibility group. Incompatibility groupings are a popular way of classifying plasmids. See the episode description for a link to a review with a list of groupings. So, do you need to worry about plasmid incompatibility? Generally, incompatibility only becomes an issue if your work requires that two plasmids be maintained together. So before you start out a big cloning experiment where you require two plasmids, make sure they don't belong to the same group. The good news is that while plasmids from the same group cannot reside together, there is usually no effect on the survival of two different groups in a single cell. This is because replicons from different compatibility groups do not usually interact with each other in the cell. What makes plasmids incompatible with each other? It is widely accepted that the competition for replication factors leads to competition between plasmids. Plasmids with inherent growth advantages, such as faster replication due to their smaller size or less toxicity, have the potential to rapidly outgrow other plasmids in the cell. This is even more likely to occur when the plasmid copy number is low. Taking into account the number of cell division cycles occurring in a single overnight culture, even small differences in competitive advantage are thought to be able to lead to rapid dominance of a culture by a single plasmid. Plasmid incompatibility is intrinsically linked with copy number. But what does this mean? When a cell contains two incompatible plasmids, the cell cannot distinguish between the origins at the point of replication initiation. The result is that replication is postponed until after the two plasmids have been distributed to different cells to restore the pre-replication copy number. For a graphical representation of this, see the full article. There's a link in the episode description. Incompatible plasmids cannot be distinguished from each other at the point of replication initiation and are therefore distributed to different daughter cells. Different categories of incompatibility exist, and these can be summarised as symmetric or vectorial incompatibility. 
During symmetric incompatibility, the co-resident plasmids are equally likely to be lost. While with vectorial incompatibility, one plasmid is lost exclusively or with higher probability than the other. These categories are discussed extensively in a review by Novik et al. See the episode description for a link to this review. So, is there a way around plasmid incompatibility in the lab? It is possible to identify mutations that reduce or eliminate incompatibility between two plasmids by selecting plasmids of the same group for their ability to coexist. This can be done in the lab if both plasmids have different selectable markers. For example, one with ampicillin resistance and one with hygromycin resistance. Incompatibility mutations are probably best studied in the COL-E1 plasmid family, and a link to an extensive review of this topic can be found in the episode description. So that's it for plasmid incompatibility. Check the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bedside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.